stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about the lottery. Yes, the lottery. Do you have lottery fatigue? There have been three mega lottery drawings in the United States in the last six months. I'll recap them for you in case you've forgotten, but I don't think you have. So one was a Powerball that went over a billion. Remember that one? Um, That one, I think the winner is in California. They haven't come forward yet. Then we had the Mega Millions. That one went to two billion. And that one was in Maine, the winner, that one. They haven't come forward yet either. Then we had another Powerball because nobody had won since the prior one last year in 2022. And that new Powerball went up to 747 million here in 2023. And so we were back playing it if we are wanting to play the lottery, right? When it gets big, that's when we all get sucked back in. And so we're back playing it, but someone has now won it. This one is not going to a billion, but it was still the ninth largest ever in the US history. Again, it was 747 million. And honestly, I thought that one had maybe rolled over because I do listen to the news on the radio in the mornings and they weren't mentioning it. And usually when the lottery gets up high, they start mentioning it, you know, oh, nobody's won or whatever. And they didn't even mention the lottery. It was like a no-go. But I feel like that's a part of the lottery fatigue. So they were mentioning the first Powerball that went to a billion. Uh, They started mentioning it once it got over about 600 million. Then they were mentioning the Mega Millions. And it was the same thing. Once that one got over about 600 million, then they started mentioning that on the radio. But this one, the Powerball, once it got over 600 million, they still weren't mentioning it. So that was odd, and now they still weren't. Maybe it needs to get to a billion now before more people notice. I don't know, but we're going to have to wait a while because now someone has won this latest one. But have we all just finally realized we're never going to win it? Is that part of the lottery fatigue now? Because we did just have three in a row in the short period of time. And the first one, many of us super excited, oh, I might win the billion dollars. Second time, just a couple weeks later, we're like, oh, it's back up there. I get another chance. And then it went to two billion, even better. I can dream even more. But then, you know, that one went away. And now here it is again. And, um, you know, it, it just seems like a lot. We were out there buying a lot of lottery tickets. And now it's really so hard to win now. And all of these last three big lottery wins just had one single ticket. So it wasn't even like, you know, how we used to see in years past when there would be, you know, two or maybe even sometimes three tickets sold in various states for the bigger ones because so many people were playing. Now it's still, if someone even wins, it's just the one ticket. So the odds of winning the Powerball or the Mega Millions have gotten worse over the years. Maybe you haven't noticed that part either, but it has. So the game Powerball was changed in 2015 to make it harder to win. And then Mega Millions was changed two years later in 2017. So what did they do to change it? They added more numbers to make the odds harder. 
So Powerball went from 175 uh, million to one winning odds of winning to the one in 292 million odds of winning. That's a big difference, 175 to 292 million. So no wonder it keeps rolling over, right? It's gotten a lot, lot harder. The mega millions went from one in 258 million to one in 302 million. So mega millions seemingly always was more a little more difficult and now is even more difficult. <laughs> 302 million is the odds there. So they believe the big prizes would bring in more players as the, the prize grew week after week. But, um, you know, it seems to me like some of this is just adding to the fatigue now. So what does it take to bring in the more players? When do you notice, oh, the, the lottery's gotten up quite high. Again, I feel like it used to be 500 million or about 600 million. Then everybody started talking about it. It would be on the news again. But this last round, it wasn't or not as much. Um, nobody, you know, I wasn't seeing people um, you know, friends and stuff saying they'd rushed out to buy like a group ticket this time. Nobody, maybe again, just because it's only been a couple of weeks after the last one that, you know, we all just have this fatigue. Now, someone told me recently on Twitter when I was talking about the lottery and the odds and about how it's basically just like setting your money on fire that he buys a ticket to dream. And I would say that's what most of us are doing, right? It's a dopamine rush for us to like buy that ticket. It's a billion dollars for the prize. We think about everything we would do with all that money, how our lives would change. And now we've had three of these dream scenarios in the last six months. So now it's seemingly kind of losing the luster. The money is going out for all these tickets week after week, you know, and there's like three drawings a week. So we might have bought $20 right when it first gets up to $600 million. Then maybe we're like, eh, after a couple more drawings and it's rolling over, gets to a billion. Eh, well, maybe I'll only do $5 this time or maybe, maybe even just one ticket. Who knows? Because the money just keeps going out and most of us aren't winning anything. So if you just get the Powerball number you will get $4, but it's even hard just to get the Powerball. How many of us have gotten even just that? Go look at your tickets. Tell me how many of you have gotten even just the Powerball. That apparently is a one in 38 chance. The three balls, just getting three that match, I have to say I've never gotten three in my, in my playing. That's one in 580 and you'll get like $7 or something. It's very small. Um, the million dollar prize, which is also very difficult to get, but as more people are playing, then you'll hear of more people in various states winning it. Then you have a one in 12 million chance of getting that million dollars. So suddenly <laughs> that doesn't sound so great. So I went on Illinois' website to see like what the latest drawings were on the Powerball because every state lists out who in the state has won and which of the uh, matches did they win on. So Illinois had none of the five or the, the million dollar ones where you get everything but not the Powerball. Um, and but some people did get the five out of the six balls. And if you did that, there were eight winners recently in that in one of the drawings. 
and that paid out $1,297. So about, we'll just round it up to $1,300. So four out of the six balls, but not the Powerball was only $57. And there were 241 winners of that. But again, I've never had four out of six. I would think I would win more than $57 getting four out of six because that's that's not easy, the odds of that. I don't even have the odds. I tried to find what the odds of winning that is. And it's it's gotta be pretty high up there. Um, I did find four balls plus the power ball. So that pays out more because you get the power ball. But that one is one in 913,000. So almost one in a million to get four balls plus the Powerball. But you're not even getting that big of winnings. If you, if you get that, one in a million chance to get that. Just four numbers. Oh yes, here I have four out of the six, but not the Powerball to get your $57 is one in 36,000, 36,525 36, to be exact. So. Those are still pretty big odds. So if you get three out of the six balls plus the Powerball, you'll make $125. And there were 43 of those. So still only 43 in the state of Illinois that got $125. And then three out of the six, but no Powerball, you got five bucks. That's 5,114 people did win $5. And then if you get one of the numbers plus the Powerball, um, so a little bit better than just the Powerball, but the Powerball plus one number, you get 10 bucks. And then that is 1,171 people, one $10. So why am I laying all this out on a stock podcast, right? Because there are actually easier ways to get the $10 or even the $125. Only 43 people got the 125 bucks. Wouldn't most of us feel pretty good getting $125 or let's say that $1,300 payout? That's a pretty good one, but the odds are not good for us with that payout. We know it's way up there, um, you know, over a million, one in a million or more to get that $1,300. But what if you could, you know, basically win $1,300 each year? Yes, there is a way through stock investing, of course, but it will cost you, of course, you have to come up with money to buy the stock, to get the dividends, to generate the winnings every year. So I know what you're thinking, like, well, that's that's not the same thing, but you are still putting out the money to play those lottery tickets, right? So how many of those people, I wonder, who, who won the 125, actually spent like considerable amount of money on the lottery tickets last night. I I have seen some people in some of these recent big drawings, you know, buying $80 in my convenience store or a hundred bucks on just that one drawing. So it's not coming free, even if you are just doing the lottery method and with those high odds. And we all know a lot of people who spend $20 or $100, as I just mentioned, on these big ones, and they're getting nothing. It's just going away. So how do I get the $10? So that one seems to be pretty easy. So that would be like matching one number plus the the Powerball. You do have to pay $2 to get your ticket. So you're paying 2 bucks. You might get $10. Um, 
in stock investing, it's actually pretty easy to get $10. I could buy six shares of Pfizer, ticker PFE. They are a big drug company. Um, as many of you know, they have one of the vaccines for COVID, but they have many other products as well. It's paying a dividend, uh, paying $1.64 a year right now, or 3.7% yield. So um, the shares are trading at 43.37 as of uh, February 7th when I'm recording this podcast. And to get that $10, I would need to buy the six shares. It would cost me $260.22. So for $260, I'm getting my $10. Um, But have you spent $260 on lotto tickets in the last six months on these big games and not win anything? I think many of us have, right? So this is a way to start to make your own winning lottery type portfolio. So what if I want the $125 winnings? What if that's, I'm bolder, I want to get like the bigger amounts. So let's look at ExxonMobil. They are big big cap energy stock, ticker XOM, they are paying $3.64 a year or a 3.25% yield. So the yield is actually under what Pfizer is paying, but um, Exxon has paid this dividend pretty consistently over the last couple of decades. So um, I'm feeling you know, like they will continue to pay that, but you never know. I'll go more into that a little bit later, but for now they are pretty consistent. So to get my $125, I and they're paying $364 a year, I will need 34.34 shares. So I'm going to round it up and just say we need 35 shares. Exxon is trading a little higher than Pfizer and it is near its highs. So it's trading at 114.25. So I will have to spend more to get my $125. I have to spend just about $4,000. It's $3,998.75 to get my $125. So I know what you're thinking. That's a lot of money. That's more than I'm winning in any of these, most of these lotto things. That's four grand, that's, that's, that's a lot. I'd rather take my chances on the lotto, but you might be able to buy a stock that has a little bit higher yield than what ExxonMobil has. And what that means is you can buy other stocks that are gonna pay you out a little bit more. So one of those would be Citigroup, ticker C. They are one of the big international banks. They are paying $2.04 right now or a 4% yield. So to get $125 by buying Citigroup, I would need to buy um, 61.27 shares, or let's say 62. I'm gonna round up on that one too, because these shares are at $51.29. So I will need to get, uh, I will need to pay out $3,180 to get my $125. So that's still better than the $4,000 I need to get if I bought Exxon, um, because this yield is a little higher, then I only have to pay out the $3,180 to get my $125. So I'm not gonna lie. If we wanna get to that $1,300 amount, that was one of the bigger payouts of the Powerball, and that's like the five out of the six balls, 
then you're going to need even more firepower. You're going to need a lot more money. And you should maybe try to get a higher yield if you really want to achieve this. And where do you get higher yields? Usually in master limited partnerships or REITs, which are real estate investment trusts. And both of those have tax issues because one's a partnership, the other one is a REIT with a special tax uh, thing. And so they're paid their tax differently than normal dividends. So consult your tax advisor. A lot of people like to own those MLPs or REITs in uh, tax avoidance accounts like a IRA or a Roth IRA. So keep that in mind. But one of those that's beloved by income investors for its high dividend and its consistency of paying out that dividend is Enterprise Products Partners. Ticker E is in Edward, P is in Paul, D is in David, EPD. I own it in my own insider investor portfolio right now because a director recently bought shares. Uh, but that's when I discovered that her parents also owned shares. And you don't see that very often on the SEC forms. Uh, you see spouses, children all buying shares, but you rarely see parents of the insider buying shares. But the parents bought 19,000 shares of EPD, and that pays them out a dividend, their income, every year of about $38,000 a year. So that's like matching five of the six balls on the on the Powerball plus the Powerball ball because that paid out $32,000 this last time. Of course, you have to buy the shares first. They didn't just get the shares and then they're getting all this money, right? They did have to pay out several hundred thousand dollars in order to get that 38,000 a year. But you don't have to do it all at once. You can build up to these things. So what if we will only want to get that $1,300 prize each year? So Enterprise Products pays $1.96 a year, but that is yielding 7.6%. The shares are at $25.77. So you would need to buy 663.26 shares or we're going to round up to 664 shares to get up uh, our $1,300 this time. But what is that going to cost you? That would cost you at the current price of $2,577, $17,111 to get the $1,300. Yes, that $17,111 um, is a lot to get you your big lotto win of $1,300. But let's say you decided you're going to do it. You, you have some extra cash. You're going to put the 17 in. You're going to get the $1,300. And then you're going to reinvest the $1,300. You're not going to take it out as cash. You're just going to buy more shares with it. So in that first year, at the current price and the current dividend payout, you would get the $1,300. You would have bought 50 more shares if you reinvested it at the current share price. Now, there's no guarantee the share price will stay 2577 as we all know. Could go up, could go down. You may get fewer shares, a few fewer. You may get some more if the price goes down, then you're buying more. But for this scenario, we're keeping everything the same. So that would be 714 shares. And that next year, if you reinvested it the prior year, 
you're no longer getting $1,300. You're getting $1,399.44 or almost a hundred bucks more for simply doing nothing, for simply having had bought these. And that's another 54 shares if you reinvested that. So the third year, suddenly you no longer have 664 shares because you're reinvesting. You have 768 shares. That's assuming 2577. Um, that's the share price that it stays about that same. And now you have $1,505.28 coming to you. So that's a lot more fun than the lottery. You're one and done on the lottery. This one, it's it's growing if you reinvest it in. So let's recap. You started with 664 shares. It did cost you $17,111, but you got $1,300 paid out to you. You reinvested it. You got 50 more shares for 714 shares. And then the next year, it's paying you out $1,399.44. The next year, after you reinvested it, you got another 54 shares, and now you have 768 shares, and it's paying you out 1505.28. I'm not going to keep going to tell you what it keeps doing over the next several years, um, but it would keep going up depending on um, you know various things. If they keep paying the dividend, what price are they paying out, and you know how much are they giving you? What is the share price, all of that, but you will be adding and getting even more income coming in. Now, EPD has raised its dividend. Let me see, I wrote it down somewhere. Um, where is it? It's missing. Uh, they've raised it, I think, 24 years in a row. I'm looking, I'm looking. I think they said it was 24. Um, yes, 24 consecutive years. So that's no guarantee. We don't know what's going to happen, but they are consistently raising it. Now, some of their raises were only like a penny per quarter. So in 2021, they paid 45 cents per quarter. This year, they raised it to 49 cents. So that's an extra four cents a quarter, or you know, you're getting an extra, say, like $30. Um, you know, every quarter, a year now, and it doesn't seem like much, even a penny doesn't seem like much. But once you start getting a penny here, a penny there, and you're doing it year after year, it actually adds up pretty substantially. So don't don't get like thrown off by like, oh, they're only giving me a penny more because that can add up, especially once you start saying you have 768 shares, right? Then suddenly even just a penny is a lot. So um, these are some examples. I just picked some of these dividend paying companies out of thin air because I knew they paid pretty high dividends and I'm familiar with enterprise products partners because all the dividend people love it and it's in my insider trader portfolio. But I know what you're thinking. What about technology? Couldn't I do this with some tech stocks? There are some tech stocks that pay dividends. Some of the ones that have the highest yields are like Intel, ticker INTC. It's paying $1.46 per share or a 4.8% yield. Then there's Cisco. That's also liked a lot by uh, dividend investors. Ticker CSCO, that one is paying $1.52 or 3.2% yield. But be careful, 
because the higher the yield, it could indicate there's some trouble there. So you might think, of course, I should just go buy Intel, but Intel's having you know some business issues at the moment. So uh, you know you need to uh, do your research on these companies because you're not just getting this you know, dividend income coming to you, you also own the shares. So you want a company that is going to be like EPD and is, you know, raise their dividend over many years, these kind of dividend aristocrat types. And there is always a question, how safe is this dividend? Well, I just recently did a podcast on dividends and value stocks for the value investor podcast. And I had a company, Haynes Brands, on the podcast, many of you know it, ticker HBI. They've been around forever. They make underwear. They own Champion. They, they've just been around forever. They were paying out a 7% yield. And I even said on the podcast, this looks to be safe. They've paid it for many years. But you know, we don't know because business has been struggling. And I actually went back and looked after the podcast. They've paid that dividend for 10 years since 2013, and they were even paying it out during the pandemic. But right after my podcast on their next earnings report, they announced they were eliminating the dividend completely, not even just cutting it. It's, it's just gone. The shares crashed 20%. You as a shareholder no longer get your 7%. They are taking the money and deploying it to pay down debt. But this was a little bit shocking development because Haynes Brands does have a history of paying out the dividend. I didn't think they would necessarily eliminate it completely. But if you're going to cut it, you might as well just cut it all the way, I guess, is probably their thinking. And so they did. So this just goes to show you never know what might happen with dividends. Dividends are real. Companies use the free cash flow to pay it. If you see a dividend that is higher than what the earnings are expected to be for that year for a particular company, you have to start asking questions. How are they paying this out? Are they tapping, you know, are they going into debt to pay this out? They have to be if they're earning less than what the dividend is. And at some point, they're going to make a decision, hey, we need to get rid of this. So keep that in mind. You can get paid to hold onto these companies. Um, you can go from a $10 winning portfolio up to that $125 a year. You can start slow. You don't have to start with $17,000 like I gave in that one example. I mean, how many do? No, none of us do. But you can start with $250 like I mentioned with Pfizer, and still get you know paid out your ten dollars. Um, none of this will happen overnight, and that's the difference between you know stock investing and dividends and the lotto, right? But that's why we also do like to play the lotto because it could be you, you could beat the odds. But many have mocked these smaller dividends over the years. You know, what's a $4 dividend? Well, that's that's equivalent to getting the Powerball and that's it in the Powerball uh, drawing. Couple, you know, thousands of people with just won $4 even this week on that Powerball drawing. I'm not sure they were like, oh, woe is me over at least winning something. But I have some some dividends payouts that are very small where I'm only getting like, you know, $16 a quarter or whatnot. And at first you're like, eh, this doesn't seem like all that great. 
but it does start to add up as I gave with the example on enterprise products. If you stick with it more than three months, more than six months, you know, I think by the time you get to about year number five is when you really start to see the compounding in the dividend that's being paid out to you. And you really start to see it in your portfolio and you're like, wow, I'm getting like these big payouts. So I think many of us would be psyched to win any of these amounts that the dividends are paying us if we were playing the lotto. And so um, that's why it's okay to start small. If I bought just $100 of enterprise products in my, say, Roth IRA, where I'm not going to be taxed on it while it's in there, I'm not even going to be taxed on it when I take it out. I would get three 0.86 shares right now at the current price. And for the year, my dividend would be $7.56 if all I did was buy $100. So that's the lottery win. That's as much as matching three numbers without the Powerball. I'm getting the same amount. Now, what if I did $100 a month or $1,200 a year? I would be able to buy 46.36 shares or that's $90.86, nearly 100 bucks I have won on that. Um, so again, Enterprise has paid it 24 years in a row with the increases every year, even if just a penny, still an increase. And they have a market cap of 56 billion. They are also doing a 2 billion share buyback on top of it. So they have a, plenty of free cash flow right now. So if you have lotto fatigue, like I do, you can create your own lottery winning portfolio where the odds are so much better. You don't have to be all demoralized when you don't even get the Powerball number you, when you get nothing. Um, so bet on yourself after a couple of years. And if you're reinvesting those dividends and you're not taking it out to celebrate with it, then you'll really, as I said, start to see the difference and you might not even pay any attention when the lottery gets up to these big amounts, or maybe you still will to buy that dream ticket as we all like to do. But now you will be in charge. You will be creating your own odds and getting your own winnings through your very own lottery winning type portfolio. So let me recap the tickers I mentioned here. So Pfizer was the first one. They do pay that bigger dividend out. Ticker PFE is the ticker. Then I did look at energy because Exxon um, is still paying also a nice dividend over 3%. Ticker X as an X-ray O. M as in Mary, XOM. Then I looked at the banks. Don't forget the banks now. They've been very well regulated over the last 15 years. Cash flows are better. They were all allowed to start paying out dividends again. Some of them are starting to see those good free cash flow as the Fed raises um, the rates. So you may be able to get some good yields on some of these banks here. Uh, the one we talked about was Citigroup, ticker C. It's just one letter, ticker C as in cat. Then I did talk about enterprise products uh, partners. I, I own this in the insider portfolio. I don't own it in my own portfolio, but after doing this podcast, I'm like, why don't I own this? Uh, that ticker is E as in Edward, P as in Paul, D as in David, EPD. 
then you could snoop around in the techs. Some of the old tech names are paying out their free cash flows, but be careful on some of these to make sure that it is sustainable. So Intel, ticker INTC, they're paying over 4%. And then Cisco, ticker CSCO, paying over 3% now with that one. And as always, you want to be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm bringing you all these interesting topics. I'm sure you never thought you'd find out this much about the lottery on the Zach's Market Edge, but I'll be bringing you even more uh, interesting things about the economy and whatever's going on out there in the stock market and on Wall Street. So be sure to get us. Get us on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We are on Amazon Music, we are on Spotify, and anywhere you can get podcasts just about. But be sure to get us, and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.